people want to feel that they matter in the workplace. They want to feel that their contributions are valued. We're back. It's time for another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Kelly School of Business on the IUPUI campus. And what a day it feels like. Fall outside, students are back on campus, everything is thriving and lively. And guess what, Phil? Football season is back. Amen, brother. Which puts us in a much better mood always. So I'm kind of wondering where summer went, but it's fine. Everything is going great here at the Kelly School. And as you heard, our Associate Dean Phil Powell is back on the podcast with us today. Phil, we're so glad to have you back. It's great to be back in action, talking about really cool stuff about business and management executive decision-making, taking it out there to our listeners. Exactly. And you know, today we're going to be talking about something that's caused quite the buzz around the business world and the media here recently. Breaking news, Uber CEO Travis Kalanick resigning overnight amid recent scandals. Our chief well, Uber founder Travis Kalanick announced he's resigning as CEO. And that's the multi-billion dollar company Uber and the falling out of one of the founders and CEO Travis Kalanick. Now, in case you haven't been following this, after two independent investigations, it was revealed that Uber had received 215 claims of sexual harassment and other bad behaviors, including bullying and things like that. And ultimately, the CEO stepped down and 20 employees were fired, which brings up the issue that's been found, and that's Uber was not utilizing the human resource department in the way it should be so some say that could have prevented this whole thing from, from escalating. You know, Shane, you have to use everybody on the team. And the human resources department knows what they're doing. And they're your insurance policy for managing your workers and your employees. There's a lot of misconception about HR. And in a lot of cases, it's because managers don't educate themselves about that body of knowledge that HR has and the things that need to happen and the different laws. And so when they want to do something, say they want to discipline someone or even fire them, but they haven't followed the policies, they haven't done what they need to do to handle that properly, then they get mad at HR for telling them, no, you can't do that yet. That was Liz Malatestanik, senior lecturer in human resource management at the Kelly School of Business here on the IUPUI campus. Liz says that many times people have this negative perception of HR. And they think of it as boring, red tape, and an office that if you go to them, they're going to say no and take up a lot of time. People have a tendency, if they're not really knowledgeable about HR, to think of it as kind of the, the department that says no. <laughs> you know, kind of the buzzkill, uh, the classic office. Toby in the office was always picked on by Michael Scott. And if you haven't seen the office, here's a taste of what we're talking about. Toby is in HR, which technically means he works for corporate so he's really not a part of our family. You have to get along with Toby. No. Yep. I don't. Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. And Liz says that's what seems to have happened at Uber. Uber obviously is a tremendously successful company, offered a service that revolutionized the marketplace. They also had a culture where the CEO really thought of HR as just being there to recruit. That was their only purpose, and he really didn't want to hear from them otherwise. Unfortunately, what happened was they started having claims of sexual harassment, complaints within the organization. A lot of managers don't realize that you are legally obligated to investigate claims of sexual harassment. You can't just ignore those. 
but they kind of um, they kind of did and they would tell people well it's his first offense or he's a high performer even though they had numerous complaints on the same manager and Liz says this kind of culture can manifest in highly successful startups as uber was because the founders of these companies can sometimes be blinded by their perception of the culture versus what's really going on versus the reality that for whatever reason they can't see or they cannot accept. The culture they allowed to uh, develop was a reflection of what the CEO thought the culture should be. And that, that can be a problem, especially in entrepreneurial type organizations. People who are successful entrepreneurs are successful because they've got great ideas, they've got drive, they're risk takers, they do all sorts of great things. And sometimes when they look at these other HR type issues, they just give it short shrift and think it doesn't really matter because we're not that kind of company. We're bold and different and those kinds of things. But in the end, you still have to take care of your people. And Liz brings up a very important thought, and this is your first big tip of this podcast. As a manager, you must treat everyone equally, right? But not just that, you've got to treat them well. Let them know their voices will be heard. And that all comes back to this company culture thing, which we've discussed in previous episodes with different entrepreneurs like Randy Stocklin at One Click Ventures. Exactly, Shane. You know, a theme that we've run across is that when people feel part of the conversation, part of the organization, that maybe their preference isn't met, but at least they were heard. And building an environment where people feel welcomed and included and relevant it's difficult to do, and you can topple it all down with just a few bad practices like we saw at Uber. And once you change those practices up, too, I mean, you could see a, a higher retention rate with your employees when you build that sort of culture, which obviously is going to save the company money. You know, it's at the bottom line at the end of the day. One of the best things you can do as an executive and as a manager is make the office or wherever you're doing business a wonderful place to work because when people feel good, they're going to deliver and really, that's more important a lot of times than what you're paying. So how do you prevent an Uber-like situation from happening in your company? Well, Liz says from an HR perspective, it's simple. They really need to look at treating HR as a business partner and involve their HR person in strategic decisions, in major decisions or changes in the organization. Too often, companies will make decisions, major decisions, and then come to HR and say, implement it. We're going to lay 10% of the staff off, implement it. And if they had involved HR in that decision, HR would have been able to say, well, here are potential problems with that. Here are some opportunities with that. Perhaps you want to think about doing it this way because they understand the people ramifications. They know the local labor market. They know the laws and the laws that could potentially look like they're being violated, even if they're not. So you have a layoff, but you end up without really thinking about it, laying off all the older workers or perhaps more minorities. And then all of a sudden you have people potentially thinking you're discriminating, but that's not what you intend to do. Uh, Phil, I have a question. We've talked about what we can learn on how to implement and involve your HR team, but we have a lot of entrepreneurs out there who listen to this podcast. So as a startup, when should you consider hiring an HR person or team within your company? I feel like that's something people don't talk about much. And with the stories that we've heard today, we have a good understanding of how important that really is. You know, you're right, Shane. And Liz did talk about that and gave some great advice for our listeners. 
What companies need to understand is the laws that impact them with regards to not discriminating and those kinds of things generally kick in when you have 15 employees. So Title VII, um, the EEOC laws that we talk about. So I wouldn't say no, you don't have to have an HR person when you have 15 employees or even 25 employees. Once you get toward 50 though, it's something you really want to be thinking about and more than 50 employees, you really want to consider whether that's an option for you and you certainly want, wouldn't want to get past 100 employees. The rule of thumb for organizations is generally you have one HR person for every 100 employees that you have. So, but by the time you've got 50 employees, you're probably offering some sort of health insurance. You're trying to figure out what you're paying people. You've got also, you're maybe doing performance appraisals, those kinds of things. And so that's when HR expertise can help you. And there you have it. Keep your HR team involved in the decision-making process. They are a business partner. Treat them like it. They're your backstop for managing people. And for all of you startups and small businesses out there, once you hit that 15 to 20 employees mark, that's when you should really start thinking seriously about hiring an HR staff. As you become larger, the division of management labor becomes more important, and an HR manager has to be part of that portfolio. Very good point, Phil. And you don't want to catch yourself on the wrong end of this when it's too late. You want to be proactive and, and put these systems in place before anything escalates because as Liz brought up earlier in the podcast, which is a great point that we don't think about often, is as that person who built that company, you sometimes just don't see some of the things in the light that others see it in. And so by installing that HR team within, and it's kind of like an independent view of these sort of things, uh, you can really prevent something negative happening and getting out in the press, which ultimately uh, just puts a bad rap on the company. An entrepreneur doesn't think twice about buying traditional insurance. Well, an HR manager, an HR team, it's just like insurance. Go out and incur the expense of having it around because your business is going to prosper in the long run because you did that. A very good point, but it is time to wrap this podcast episode up. We've got to thank Liz Melitesnik for dropping a ton of value for us today. So what we're suggesting is forward this podcast to your management, your management team, because this is one that everybody should hear. And before we go, we've got to ask a favor from all of our listeners out there. Go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave us a review. We would really like to know how you all think we're doing. And if you have any sort of advice or story ideas for us, we would love to explore that as well. And of course, we'll be back again next week with another episode of the ROI Podcast. See you then. <laughs>